0: Hi listeners, you're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, a.k.a. FAM. God began the world with a family, and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families would be impressed on your heart. Now, today's message. are y'all, welcome to church this morning, amen. Family Alive Ministry, we are family-oriented, amen. And this month we'll be looking at... Um, Purpose right, some of the purpose. the first day, I started with purpose. I can't remember all that I preached, <laughs> but I, I, I believe God said something. Amen. Then the second week, we prayed, right And then the third week, which was last week, I talked about um, God's call on us to have dominion. Amen. So today, I want to complete a series on purpose. Um, by moving a step in how and where God wants us to have dominion and in fulfilling our purpose. Are we good? Okay. Now I want to start by saying that nations are blessed when families are blessed. Nations are blessed when families are blessed. So God's promise to Abraham, God says that through you, families of the earth shall be blessed. Through you, families of the earth shall be blessed. Because when families are blessed, nations are blessed. Are we good? Uh-huh. When families are blessed, nations are When you see a poor nation, it means it has poor families. And you have to remember, you have to also have it at the back of your mind before nations were born, family was started. As profound as the nations are, families were started first before nations. A person becoming human starts in a family, a person becoming human starts in a family. A pastor by name, Scott Hubbard, said families are meant to be the microcosms of the kinds of community God created us for. That means the minute units. Are we good? Are we good? Uh-huh. The communities God wants. God f- f- focus on families. So anything God, anytime God is going to do anything community-wise, in any community, it means that God's eye is actually on families. Are we good? Uh-huh. Requirements says life is all about love. <laughs> life is all about love. Life is all about love. Why? Because God is love. And God fills the entire life with himself. That's more about God wants everyone to experience him. So life is designed to be an exercise of love. Life is designed to be an exercise of what? Of love. You loving somebody, somebody loving you, together you loving somebody. Hey. Hallelujah. Uh huh. <laughs> I know some of you want to, you know, tell me I'm, I'm too wild for love. <laughs> then tell the one next you, then you are not living. If you are too wild for love, then you are not living. Amen. Shake your neighbor next to you. Because there are some people who feel so strong, so, they, they, they're like uh, uh, iron men, iron men. An iron woman, a hard guy, hard guy. they tell telling anybody, you're not living, you're not living, you're not a living thing, you're like a, a stone in water somewhere or something. <laughs> Amen. I hope you can tell where my focus is going to be today. Yes. Amen. <laughs> yeah. We're to saying, God is love. He said, the most impressive lesson he wants you to learn on earth is how to love. (laughs) The most impressive lesson God wants us to learn is how to love. Because as mushy as love sounds (laughs) and as tender as love sounds, it, it must be mastered. Love must be mastered. Because the way love is, it, 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 it's, it's tender. And so there's an assumption that things that are tender does not need mastering. Hey. Ah, are in the house. It is in loving that we are most like God. Still. It's in loving that we are most like God. So love is the foundation of every command God has given. Every command that holds true to God, love is the foundation. That shows how serious love is. Amen. Amen. So look at the neighbor next to neighbor. Neighbor, how far with your love lessons? Ask, ask your neighbor. Neighbor, how far with your love lessons? Oh, shake the one, Shake the ones. How far with your love lessons? Amen. And we can never complete talking about purpose without love being there. Because purpose is part of the love journey. uh, Love is part of the purpose journey. Love is part of the purpose journey. Because at the end of fulfillment of your assignment, one of the measures of whether you fulfill the assignment is how much you love. Or how much love you know. Amen. Amen. And somebody will say, how much does love know you? Ish. Ish. Ah. With Houston has a song. <laughs> <laughs> he said, did somebody trust you with your life? Did somebody care? Is there somebody who cares that you are alive? Hmm. He was asking a lot of questions. Asked anyone, does somebody care that you're alive? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or do you care that somebody's alive? Ask, ask the one that... Amen. <laughs> Nobody cares whether you're alive or dead. Nobody cares. <laughs> I think it's one of, them, one of the saddest experiences that something happens to you and nobody cares about it yeah I think it's one of the saddest experience ever amen but thank God that that is not your story amen Amen. Amen. (laughs) it is because God wants us to learn how to love that's why God puts us in family that's why God puts us in family as a matter of fact I think let me introduce my first scripture Genesis 1, 26. Last week we were, we were here, 26 to 28. And then when we are through with that, Genesis 2, 7 to 25. So shall we read? Then God said, let us make man, word in our image according to our likeness. Let them have word, dominion, over word, the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over what? over what? the cattle, and over what? All, all the earth, and every word, creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Let's go to the next verse. So God what? Created man in what? His own image. In the image of God, he created what? Him. Male and what? Female. He created what? Them. Okay. And the last one, verse 28. Then God what? Blessed them and God said to them what? Be fruitful and what? Multiply. Fill what? The earth and subdue it. Have What? dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth Genesis 2, 7-2 let's see how far we'll go, shall we go and the Lord what, God formed man of the dust of the ground, the what breathed into the nostrils the breath of what of life and man became what a living, okay let's go the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden and there he put man. Let's jump to let's jump to 11. Let's see. The next verse. The next verse. Go to 15. Let's see. Uh-huh. Shall we go? One, two, go. Then the Lord God what, took the man and what, put him in in the garden of Eden to what? Turn and to keep it. The next verse. And the Lord God commanded a man, saying what? Of every tree of the garden you may freely what? Uh-huh. Let's go on. And but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not what? Eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall what? Surely die. The next verse. And the Lord God said, it is not what, uh, I can. it's not what, it's not good. Uh-huh, I'll do what? Uh-huh, comparable to him. The next verse. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bed of the air and brought them to Adam to do what? See what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living, uh-huh. That was his name. The next verse. So Adam what? Gave names to? uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. To every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper comparable to him. I'm sure he tried sending the monkey. And the monkey poured all the food away. (laughs) And I said, ah, this guy. His help is not reaching anywhere. Okay, let's go. And, what, and the Lord God what, caused what, a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept. And what? He took of his ribs and what? Closed the flesh. Aha. Uh-huh. First surgery. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man he made it into what? Made it into what? And what? He brought her to Okay, the next verse see what happens. And what? Adam said. Is it God that said it? Okay, Adam said, okay. This that word, bone of my bones, and words, flesh of my flesh, she shall be called words woman, because what? Because she was taken out of man. Okay, so a lot has been, a lot have been read, so make it easy for me to preach faster. Are you in the house? Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor. There's love in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Okay. So, what I want, what, what, why did I, did I make us read all this? Are you in the house? Yes. Bible says, God made all the creatures, and then he intentionally sent Adam to name them. You know, when you name a thing, I've shared it here before, it's also to assert your dominance and your authority over it. That's why a father names a child. Are you with me? Uh-huh. So when you name it, so God says, you are going to rule, so learn to name it. So you shall be called, I'll call this, I'll call that. And Adam went about doing all those exercises. But partly also because God wanted Adam to recognize that they are in tools. Because God was going to provide something to Adam, and Adam has to want it. Other than that, God would have goofed. So Adam needed to come to a place where he has to want it. So by naming all and then see them twos, twos, Adam it dawned on him. Aha. Uh-huh. And I'm sure as he was seeing, maybe he was naming them. then one animal is behaving as he's coming close and behaving close, and then realized that no. <laughs> hey, no. This one it's not it's not to the level of my intelligence and what I, I, I know. So the Bible makes us understand that. God then now puts him to sleep, uh, does the surgery, and then creates uh, Eve and brings him to Adam. But here's the interesting thing is that God just showed her. God didn't see him. But what does it tell us? God said much there. Hey, are you in the house? God didn't say much. But Adam recognized. What did Adam recognize? Adam recognized the same, but different. Adam recognized was the same, but different. Why? Because a woman came with breasts. If it's a child, we would say that maybe I would have come straight. But Adam could tell straight away that this is unique and different, but is it the same? Hey, are you in the house? So is it the same, but different? Shake your nose. Is it the same, but different? Amen. Now, what I want to state here is that the command for man to have dominion, God gave to man, but from the very beginning, God established within the man that there is the unique, there is a diverse, or oh, man is going to have a the word no, in that form. Sometimes English they're called that without one man will be in two forms or two expressions. The man is one. Because when you look at Revelation, he said, he made man male, female. Male what? But he has made what? Man. From the very beginning. Hallelujah. Are you in the house? For us to have dominion, And this is where I want to bring my point, or I want to start my point from. For us to have dominion, you have to realize that God always saw saw us in twos. God always, hey, am I preaching this message? (laughs) I'm preaching (laughs) it. Amen. God always was saw in two, but the two uniquely one. Always, so us. And when God gave the command to the one, he knew he was talking to two people. Two expressions of the one. Hallelujah. Two expressions of words of the one. Male and... Male and... Male and female. Now, oftentimes, in in environments where we, we seek to have progress... What often we like to go for is the same. Because the same doesn't pose that much challenge. Mm. So we like the same. People that are like you. Uh But from the very beginning, God sets them up and separated them. God must know something we don't know. That um, having dominion is, is easier... When you go in peace. Hallelujah. This is a message for you to get married. That's what I'm (laughs) talking Even though some of you have already... This is the word I've been waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) This is the word I've been waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, sit well, sit well. This is not... What I mean to say that from the very beginning, God had a family in mind. From a very set onset, he had a family in mind. Why? Because I said it from the beginning. I said, look, before nations were born, the family was set in place. Before nations were born. Why? Because God has given them a command of dominance over the entire uh, uh, earth. So from the very beginning, he equipped them with the ability to do that. And one of the unique ways I want to start from is that we, diversity is good. Diversity is what? It's good. It's good. If we are going to have um, 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 dominance over the earth, we must be able to welcome diversity. Because from the very beginning, God separated the two of them. Mm. Sometimes husbands at home will say, I wish you were like me. You know that they are, they, are, they, are, they are mean or. It's, it's, it's not. Husbands <laughs> are not mean. But sometimes it looks as if it's easier. Imagine the woman is just like. You can even imagine if the two of you are just men. You wear the same trousers. The same trousers. I wear today, you wear tomorrow would not the economy of the home be much easier? Yeah. But from the very beginning, God puts a shape. That would make it easier for the woman to wear the man's dress. You know the shape the woman comes. The people are looking at me and I say, you don't know the shape. Or <laughs> oh, the women in your life. Dear. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Shake your say, Women come with some shape. They come with a that sheep. That's it's fine. Tell the guy it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Tell him it's welcome. It's fine. It's fine. Hallelujah. Amen. They come with some. Um, Anytime <laughs> I'm saying that, I remember Bishop Dago. <laughs> hey, you have some word. To be. Anyway. They come with some shape, so it makes it difficult for the man, the woman. I'm, I'm just saying that from the very beginning, God separated them. God separated them. See, one of the great challenges of Africa is handling diversity. As a matter of fact, diversity looks as if it's a curse on us because we are so diverse, language, food. Hey, i am I making some sense? Yeah. And when you look at the continent of Africa, it looks as if there's here. It's a curse. But look at your neighbor and say, diversity is not a curse. Diversity is not a curse. Oh, shake your neighbor and say, diversity ain't a curse. Ain't a curse. Are you in the house? It is not a curse. Tell anybody, it's not a curse. It's not a curse. It's okay that the person is different. It's okay. Tell anybody, okay. it's okay. It's okay. If you have your wife or your husband, by you say, it's okay, I understand. It's okay that you are different. The family is not a family that can have dom- a dominion until it allows difference to belong. Until it allows what? Difference to belong. Some of us, we know, we are coming from homes and families where they say, What tribe is a person? Mm. Mm-hmm. Often, oh, yeah, I agree. No. Or you're gang, or you're too loud. <laughs> but your house is too cool. You need somebody to come and warm it, shout it, and make it, bring some life into your house. Someone should go there as if they are all dead people. Morning. I'm telling you, you're always quiet in the house. Such a home that's why someone go to give you plenty of children so they can shout in the house hey are you in the house shake your name and say diversity is okay diversity is okay hallelujah amen it's okay if we are going to have dominance or we are going to have what do you call it you're going to dominate the earth look we have to take advantage of yeah that's it do you know Bible talks about the fact that someday the kingdom of God they're going to have a tribe tongue language All are going to sing. Do you know what it looks like for um, the Chinese to be singing in English? (laughs) And every man, typical every man speaking, is singing in English. Can you imagine what it looks like? If everybody is singing the same, hey, the music that will be created. And Bible said someday that's the way it's going to be. Diversity pleases God. In our world right now, what are they doing? They said no. Man, a woman. No. A man, a man. A woman, a woman. They are trying to get rid of diversity. And when, the minute we go after that, we are taking away our power to have dominion. Hey, are you in the house? Why? Now, let me show you why. Because in, it, takes, it takes certain mindsets to be able to love that which is different. Yeah. As I about loving that which is different is not simple. It's a deliberate decision to love that which is di- different. To love somebody who is always loud. Yeah. Love somebody who is always loud. sanguines, Or people who are always everywhere. Or to love somebody who is always so quiet. Quiet. Every day, quiet. Here, a, mm, here's a hmm. a hmm. a Every day, mm. <laughs> Hey, I'm not talking to someone in the house. Yeah. And because remember, I said it from beginning. recording said what life is about learning how to love. Uh-huh. So from beginning, God set that that setting and say, uh-huh. Now you will try. She's unique. She's diverse. Learn how to love her. You see, it's easier. most definition of men's love for women is usually driven by lust. There's a physical attraction. Okay. Uh-huh. But after they go inside and they have touched, then now they see the true love. Of and most men want to run. Say, so, no, I didn't bargain for this. Look, if you, give, you, you allow most men, they will have sex. They will come and have sex and afterwards walk away. Most will come and have sex and afterwards walk away. Well, apart from maybe they can guess how to give them food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you, if they can know they can be sure have sex and then have food, they walk away from relationship. Because relationship is too work, too much work. Because you are learning a a different kind of the same. A different kind of the same. Hey. Are you in the house? Yeah. So I want you to look at the oneness you ask the person, who are you loving in your life? Who are you loving? Are you in the house? It looks as if, in one form, we are not able to fully express God and His intent. In one form, we are not able to do that. In one form, you are not able to express God. That's why you you We look at ministries. Ministries have so diverse forms of expression. Sometimes we are are like, oh, why not you all have one church? Because the people are not the same. They are not the same. Somebody, if Bobo is not there, God hasn't come. But God hasn't come. (laughs) Yeah. And when Bobo is there, God has now come to church. Yeah. Oh, are you in the house? Yeah. Tell me the music has to be so loud that your eardrums are coming out. I feel I'm eating. I'm telling you, sometimes your, your you can feel the thing in your heart. The, I mean, there's this church you go to. The loudness. And it, for me, it reaches some level. When it's so loud, i rather cut off from God because I become so conscious of everything. But that one, aha, whom who no. Meanwhile, somebody also like a place. Say, look, no just, don't know, no noise. These are all divers, but still they please God. Hey, am I making some sense, somebody? Hallelujah, <laughs> Amen. So, as for church, don't, look, don't mind those that say, why are we not be all Christian. Why are we not all in the same building? Please, it wouldn't even God knows it won't work. Does any people? God can tell I'm telling some people I was in this church. I was in this church where the man of God came to prophesy. That's Prophet Yano. Yeah, it was in some of this church. And as prophet prophesied, I remember Lady just and the spirit just God I started speaking in tongues. And then Prophet and started interpreting. God says, I'm separating five of your people. He says, So don't get angry. So God said, don't get that. I'm separating them. Why? Because there are some unique people that they have to go and attend to. So don't get angry. Hey, am I making some sense? Aha. So we'll go, we'll go to a church that don't sing the song you like. But God is there. Don't think that God is only in your church. God is there, Papa. Amen. Yeah. Yes, I was watching a, a, a certain church. This man of God I, I follow. And I think has gone to Volta region. And the song that they were raised, I raised, and you could see the people who were in the spirit. And they spirit singing their language. But I wasn't I wasn't catching it. <laughs> because I didn't understand the language. But you could tell that God was visiting them. So if I'm dead, if I want God to visit me, I must likely go to another place where I can hear the language. And God isn't gonna get angry at me because why do you go to another church? I'm not making some sense, somebody. Aha. Uh-huh. There's a place for diversity. If you're going to have dominance, we have to give room for diversity. Hey, shake your neighbor. Hallelujah. Are you in the house? Mm -hmm. The family membership is made up of different functions, but still part of the whole. Now, the usage of the word, the term membership, usually in our day right now so i'm a member of the football club uh i'm part of this football team i'm a member of this football team then chances are i must know how to throw my leg there's a commonality that draws people into um a, a family or a team that's that's the so anytime we're using members that's the way this generation will use it this time that's the way in english is expressed but when you go into the bible Paul used a different way. And Paul said that we are all members of the same body. And then in so doing, then he came to use the organs of the human body as reference to members. Now, look at the eye. Does the eye in any way look like a nose? Hey does the nose in any way look like the mouth? Does the mouth in any way look like the leg? What I mean is that you see distinctively different uh, organs, but yet they are considered members of the same. Ah. In church... You can have uniquely different (laughs) interests. Different. Are you me? But once they have come into the family of God, they are members of the body. Sometimes I think one of our challenges is how do we make uniquely uh, difference members function as a unit because that's what they, they, they do. For instance, the eye and the nose, they work so closely together that you need to be uh, somebody who studies you to see where one ends and where one even begins. As When you even look at the body, they flow so uniquely to each other that you have to be an expert before you can tell the difference. So I'm saying that if we are going to have um, uh, dominion, Even like in the home, the diverse parts must flow, learn to flow together. As unique as they are, they must still flow together. Because they are members of the same family. Am I making some sense, somebody? (laughs) Hallelujah. Sometimes you look at it, you look at them, you look at the home the father, the mother, the children. The children, sometimes you wonder whether the different fathers fathered all the three. Somebody likes outdoor, likes football, like this thing. Another person doesn't like this. It's, it's calm, it's quiet in some way. Another person says, if we don't take care, very soon, take one as a model that we accept, and then the rest, you are not like. You are not like. You alone, you are different. Even look at your head size. Hey, are you in the house? It's like Michael's family, they're all big. He's the only small one. The, one, the first time I met him, I told him, you're adopted. You're different. <laughs> and example at home. That's why they say, oh dear, oh you're different. Who oh do you're different. And then very soon, an emptiness starts creating a person. It feels like, I don't belong here. If we are going to have dominion, we have to welcome difference. Mm. In family... There must be functionality and there must be relational. Both must be strong purposes. Functionality and relationship. Amen. The wife should not ask the, the husband to be like her. Neither should the husband ask the sister to be like her. And neither should the father ask the child to be like him. Because here's the thing. Are you in the house? Hey, are you in the house? Uh-huh. Our uniqueness, now when you look at, let's say, for instance, let me take uh, baby Josiah or um, Benaiah. Uh-huh. Benaiah is a, is, 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 a, is a male, a child, going to be, will someday go to be a man like the father. Yes, the father is going to be an example that Benaiah should look to, that wants to be. But there should not be any, in any way where the expectation of the father is placed on the child. The child must always be a child. And the father must always be a father. I don't know what you get me. There shouldn't be a place where, because his uniqueness as a member of the family is that he is a child. Irreplaceable as a child. Even if he's 40 and you are 87, so the thing, He's still a child still your child because that is his membership of the family hey sometimes you have a home where children are made to be fathers yeah children are made to be fathers and they are robbed of their own experience because that's some portion of what i went through you have thrust into fatherhood so quickly that when it's time for you to be a father, you now come want to be a father. Because the experience may not have been pleasant. Hmm. Yeah. Shake your neighbor next to you. Hmm. And tell neighbor, Asim, Asim, it's Assem. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I've been there. If you if, if uh, say, you're going to be like me, so uh, bear the burden, bear the burden, bear the burden. There'll come a time when Bernard has to be a man. You say No. Because I didn't get to be a child, to play the role of a child. Someone said diversity. Hey, am I preaching? Yeah. Hmm. Let me move on from there. So first is diversity, second is interdependence. Interdependence, inter- interdependence. In a way, I've already, in the example that I, I, I showed. Now, as unique as they are, yet interestingly, they, are, they function so well because they are interdependent on the other. The eye works very well because somewhere somehow it has a flow of the function of the nose. Sometimes you are there, your eye will start watching things because you have seen something. So the eye is trying to open because there is a function A. There is an interdependence on the next membership. When we allow this to play without any hindrance, we'll have dominions. We'll have dominion. Families, you'll have dominion without a struggle. It's okay for you to depend on all the abilities of your wife. And it's okay for your wife to also depend on all your abilities that you came uniquely with. That's the way it works. I said, well, that's why God put you two, two together. I don't know how God do I just put two men together. I mean two, you know. Amen. Because sometimes like when your wife you needs emotional support and says, say, oh, but if somebody to me? I don't know. <laughs> no it doesn't work like that she's her made in such a way that even when it looks at like she will handle it she also wants you to help her handle it sometimes that's the way women are can drink the thing can see that look i'm sick take and drink now she's going ooh, 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 and then the man in you every day, ah, who doing the work? I said, i to not crying to show? me. I know because I'm a man. Sometimes I see with my sons, my my children. Sometimes when they are like, they, you can see, father, they want pampering. They want pam. They want to be pampered. Then the man in me cries, boy, you want pampering? And then, and then, they I even <will> remind you cry. <laughs> Sometimes, I'm telling you, sometimes, when I notice the person won't pump it, but that's the time, God, I don't even mind you. <laughs> because I think a part of me feels like, ah, but you we can handle it, you can handle it. No, it doesn't work like that. Offer it. Because there is that interdependence in family on our way to having dominion. Hallelujah. And also, I also want to ask you, who are you dependent on? You see, the church is supposed to be a place of relation, interdependent relationships. But often we have a place where everybody wants to be so strong and so unique that they don't need anybody. There are those who are like that. And there are those who also want to be in such a way that they are dependent. Only they can't they can stand. They depend on everybody. That's not it. It doesn't work like that. We both uniquely make ourselves available for the other when they need it. I saw Am I making some sense somebody? Yeah. That idea that I'm so rich I don't need anybody. I'm so wealthy, I don't need anybody. I uh, the there, there are even people who are who are wealthy, but their friends are wealthy friends outside. So when they come to church, they come for just the word. The, the church is a place where they will depend on anybody. Yeah. as a fact. If they want a pastor, they can even get a pastor home. The pastor will come and do a private, more focused, tailor-made ministry. I'm telling you. They don't want to get into the whole mix of they depend on somebody. Yeah. They depend on somebody. But if we do that, we'll never go in love. You see, they are wealthy. I said, well, look, it's possible for you to have all the scriptures in this world and still not be, no, you be, be nobody when it comes to love. I'm telling you. It's possible. Have all money, but you're nobody when it comes to love. Whatever. That's why well, my Bible even says that you can't even have faith to move mountains. But love is so inside of you. Interdependence is necessary. There are certain times, sometimes in, in, in our ministry, sometimes tell oh, people, go and ask this guy. Or go and talk to this guy. There are many times I do all the time. I'm always introducing two, three people together. Say, so, oh, the person does what you do, and that and that. Oh, or you can compliment this person. Oh, we can talk. To, sometimes I remember, sometimes when I'm going to tell someone, say, oh, I don't want I, I want my, my, my own small corner. That's why it's take, going to take you forever to have dominion. It's going to take forever. Even when you look at even ministries, That's that lack of interdependence, is what has caused, we have, we have ministries in this country, but yet we still don't have authority over our, uh, our country like that. And thank God for this, was it last week or last two weeks, the Church of Pentecost organized something there into ministers or all ministers of faith. And it was such a beautiful thing. Where across board, you realize that they were all together in one space, ministers in the country, together in one space. And when I saw, it, I said, aha, uh-huh, now we are about to take over the nation. Are you guys with me? Yeah. We have to be open to somebody depending on us. Amen. And it's okay for you to depend on somebody. Tell the one that says it's okay for you. Tell the person it's okay. Oh, shake her. and say it's okay. I I I've heard some people say, I don't want to owe anybody. I don't want to owe anybody. Have you heard those things before? I feel, somebody says, I become psychological, water water when I I owe somebody. I, 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 this thing, when I owe somebody, I, am oh, bless you, you're sick. (laughs) It's true, you're sick. You're sick. I usually even, when sometimes, I even put myself in places so that I can owe somebody. Because in so doing, you have created a room for them in your life. That's what it means. When I come and I say, well, can you do this for me? Now I'm going to owe you. And I'm dependent on you. And by so doing, I'm also creating a space for you in my life. But when I don't need anybody, I don't need this anybody, then it means that, look, your life is going to be lonely. And that's not how God de- uh, um, uh, designed it. And I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm also saying that we cannot have dominion without that. We can't have dominion without that. That's why it's okay that the church depends on you for it's resources. Hey, I thought I would say, I hear amen. amen. Hallelujah. Don't come. To, you know, some people want to get their place It's a church now, the church now, why are the church asking money? Why are the church asking money? You are not even happy that the church is even creating a space for you. <coughs> yeah. Can you imagine a church? Something I thought about it. Can you imagine a church... That has everything don't care about it. it, doesn't need anything from the members. The power that they will have at the top, it will shock you. Yeah. The power they'll have at the church. I mean, Pastor, I have my own, I have everything, I don't need anything from you. You see the message I'll give to you. <laughs> <laughs> you dare be late and see whether the message, the rest of the 10, 5, 15 minutes will not be you. Who don't worry. My, yeah, my, my prepare. I feel like over. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Lift up one <laughs> So sometimes it's okay when the pastor depends on you, the pastor is learning patience. I'm telling you, it's okay. Are we good? Yeah. She can never a Neighbor, interdependence, interdependence. And the last one, hey, are you in the house? It's humility. So that's the humility. There's a powerful scripture in the Bible that we all know. Philippians 2, 5-8. It says, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Who being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Diversity, interdependence, humility. Humility. The Bible said, have this same mind. It means it's a choice. If you're going to be humble, it's a choice. Sometimes it's a choice. No, sometimes people make it look as if situation must make, help them be, become humble. But no, it's a you. Have the same mind of Christ. Christ is just God. But in his function on earth, Bible said he humbled himself. He became an obedient servant to a cause higher than him. Now, this call is the same call for families I, there's this speech I've been listening to. I, I, I read a lot. Relationship, marriage issues, here and there. And if you read what is going on in marriages, my God. I'm tell you, the most attractive to about marriage is the wedding, the music, and the colors. And I'm telling you, that will be the most attractive to about marriage. Because if you hear and you read some of the things that the people are doing in marriages... It is scary. Fathers or men overstretching their authorities and becoming Lord. (laughs) Supreme beings in their homes. I mean, some fathers are locking their wives outside. You've yeah, yeah, come late, so he has locked, he's angry. Because he's angry, he has locked the, the door so that the wife is outside. <laughs> More than an hour. I mean, just think about it. You, the person has come late, and in the lateness, now, not? Why Ah, Jesus. I'm telling you, when you read it, uh, you realize that one of the key elements that people are missing is humility. Because Bible even says that for the man, his authority is coming from Christ. And what kind of authority did Christ express? Authority in humility. Christ did not take the full advantage of lordship. As well, the Bible said that he threw away his God card when he had the opportunity to use it. He put it aside so that something bigger than him can be accomplished. But when people enter into marriage, hey, now I am the wife, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm the missus, you know. I am the missus. I am the missus. So now all full function of missus powers has come. And I'm going to exert that. I'll, I'll, I'll make you know that me and me are missus, you know? Yeah. There are some homes where the men are like, uh, they have been tamed, like tamed dogs. So when they come out to see them, say, they're, they're, but when they get home, okay, okay, <laughs> they're like tamed dogs. Hey, no humility. Ha. Am I making some sense, somebody? I'm doing my marriage counseling. I'm doing my marriage counseling. <laughs> When, when you are ready to marry, I say go for tape this tape on purpose. Yeah, you have to be humble because without humility, we cannot have proper expression of interdependence and diversity cannot have its place. Without humility, guys, look, I don't care where you are right now in your life, but wherever you are, you have to learn to be humble. Bible says, "Let this mind be in you." You choose it. Choose to be humble. Choose to be humble. What is humility? Humility is seeing yourself the way God sees you. And how does God see you in a a family? That you are indispensable, so also is the other person. So don't act as if the other person is dispensable. Usually you see that in marital issues, sometimes somebody conceived an idea that the other person is dispensable. That's why they are willing to, to divorce. Because you think, I can get rid of you. After all, I can get another woman. I can get another person. That mindset is the reason why there's so much divorce. But you know that you're indispensable, why? Because from the beginning, God was talking to one when he says they are male and female. So, all before God, the two is one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before God, the family is a unit. George, Jochebed, and now Josiah. They are members of one unit. The family of what? The Adas. Hey. Are you in the house? Shake your neighbor and say, Neighbor. Be humble. Be humble. Be humble. When I look at your hair, I can see that you need to be more humble. Tell the person the way your hair is, it looks as you have to be. The line is too straight. It's too straight. It's too straight. I can see that you are not a humble person. When the ladies put on the bone straight, whether their pride has come, <laughs> the beauty, the beauty level, the upgrade has gone to another level. Another level, meanwhile, you are wearing fake hair, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake, and nobody can call you. Somebody say, Nobody can call you if you are sitting by a lady, say, Humble yourself, humble yourself. Humble yourself before the Lord so he can lift you up. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If this church is going to have dominion, we must be humble. Humble to relate to one another. Hey, are you in the house? Yeah, humble to relate to one another. Some of you, somebody said, they said, look, I was reading something, it's it's like a, a note to the sun like a black father to the son. And that's about 50-something. <laughs> about it's interesting notes. Um, quite interesting. You know. One of these he said, he said, look, take the new guy to lunch. One of the things, one of the notes, he said, note to son, take the new guy in church to lunch. Take the new guy, meaning that make the effort to get to know somebody. And I think it's a posture of Humility. Because you don't know who that person is. But often when you go to church, the new people are the least people, people pay attention to. In other words, he came to meet us. He should work his way up. Yeah. Work your way up and come and see. Don't you know that we are, what do you call it? We are the boros here, the ancestors. <laughs> we we're here before you came. No. Be humble enough to take somebody out. Or get to know somebody. Be humble to get to know somebody. Be humble. Be humble. Oh, shake your nose. Be humble and get to know someone. Be humble and what? Get to know somebody. Ask your neighbor, who are you getting to know today? Who are you getting to know today? Remember, God wants us to grow in love. Marriage doesn't automatically means you are loving. As my our people get married and they, the devil is in them, comes out. <laughs> a man went to a priest, was complaining, complaining. my wife is this, my wife is this, my wife is this, my wife is this. And the priest asked him, so she was like that before you he married her? He said, no, before we get married, She was a good woman. She was calm. She was cool and all that. And then when we married, she said, Okay, so are you the one who produced that out of her? Because she said she wasn't like that. How come now she's married to you? She's a beast. It means you are doing something that's bringing beasts out of her. Mm. May we be humble enough. Amen. Hmm. Families that are here, are you in the house? There's a charge over you. Biological families, biological families. Are there biological families in the house? Everybody's coming from a family. Uh, some of us, young, young people, you have caught your, your, your parents. parents. <laughs> when you say family, you're thinking about yours that is coming. <laughs> Right, yeah, sometimes you can't do much about your parents' family. Uh-huh. I mean, there are some homes when you mention the, you mention the mother to the father, the insult you receive. Recently, one of my sons was telling me, and the insults, can you imagine what it looked like to be a child and hear your father insult your mother? So yes, we can't do much about, but we are still part of your family. As a mother, it's because you're a son, that's why they're parents. Are we good? So, this is a challenge I'm going to give you. Look with humility the short force of your home. Look with humility the short force of your home. And posture yourself to want to learn and get better. One learn and get better. And my desire for you and for everybody here may we have awesome families. Amen. May you raise what? Awesome families. So that God's call upon our lives to have dominion will be fully expressed. Amen. Amen. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.